Hey, it's Joseph here. Welcome to the Who Are You podcast, episode 3. Today, I'm exploring comparison thinking. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. The Who Are You podcast is produced fortnightly for your learning and enjoyment. Show notes are found at www.ruvand.co.uk That is R-U-U-V-A-N-D dot co dot UK Do come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Who Are You? Comparison Thinking. By comparison thinking, I mean something that we all do, which is compare ourselves to other people, to particular individuals or to everyone we come across. We all do it, consciously or unconsciously, as part of our being competitive, part of our living in this life. And whilst it's there, the only reason why it is of interest would be that it can hold us back. It probably actually does hold us back. So I am interested in having a conversation about it. And we'll start by wondering what is making you to compare? What is making me to compare? Are we looking to confirm what we believe is already there? Are we looking for inspiration? Are we looking to deflate ourselves? Are we looking even for an excuse not to do or not to be who we could be? That might sound odd, but we do it. We sabotage ourselves without sometimes realizing it and realizing that it is coming from the past and what we can do is to look it in the face and decide what we want now. So let's look again at some of those reasons I uh, listed. For confirmation, are we looking when we see others, when we compare ourselves to others, are we looking to boost our ego by justifying what we are already doing or what we are already thinking or what how we are already performing? Are we looking for confirmation that we are who we are? Because if we are, then we will see what we want to see. And this can help us remain inflexible, maintain the status quo and not change from what we are or what we want to do. As you can see, this is linked to deflation that we can, by comparing ourselves to other people, deflate ourselves and not do what we want to do or 
what we say we want to do, what we are being pressured to do, what we feel the social environment is expecting of us. And we therefore look and say we are not good enough and therefore don't try or stay where we are. This can stop us from doing our best or from not even starting. Procrastinating, waiting for when we can get better rather than stepping out. So the result of our comparison could give us an excuse not to step out. It could give us an excuse to hold off, to acquire what we want to acquire, what we feel we want to acquire in order to start, in order to be who we want to be or who we say we want to be. I say that with a smile because I recall conversations I've had either with myself or with other people and we are where we are waiting to acquire something, we're waiting to get good enough before we start, rather than just step out and start. Hey, but there's another reason, which is the inspiration, that we might be looking to compare ourselves, or when we compare ourselves, we might be looking to see and be inspired. That person has done that well, she has done that much better He is doing that much better, so why can't I? Many times, role models, when we look at role models, we are comparing ourselves to what they are doing and seeing that there is a gap and so feel the inspiration to bridge that gap. And if that works for anyone, then there's no reason to change it because it's helping you be fully who you can be. That is why the interest is more on the parts where it is not working, it is getting in the way. You see, comparison is only in the mind and doesn't in itself change anything. If it's all in the mind and doesn't change anything, What else could you be doing with your time and your energy that could move you forward towards what you really want, towards who you want to be? And even if you measured up better than someone else and the target isn't clear for you, how would it benefit you? So, you are better than that person is. So what? What next? The what next can be positive, but we'll come back to that later on. For now, here's a challenge for you. The next time you find yourself comparing yourself to someone else, observe your feelings, your emotions, not what you're thinking, but how it's making you feel. Elated, justified, anxious, annoyed, jealous, inspired. What does that achieve for you? Observe, note it, and let it sit with you. If it's okay, keep it. If it isn't, do something about it.
resolved to do something about it. To make it even more interesting, you may wonder, what feelings, what were you feeling before you started the comparison, just before you started the comparison? How were you feeling when you were doing whatever you were doing and then you found yourself comparing? How were you feeling just before? That might tell you something about your intention in comparing. Here's another question. Does perfection exist in anything we do, anything we are? What does it look, smell, feel like? And if you were to get perfection, if you were to be perfect, would you know that? Would you recognize it? Even know how it feels? I like long distance running. And I run laps in a Finsbury Park, which is in North London, where I live. And when you run laps, you come across the same people more than once, sometimes many times, depending on how long you're running. And you get overtaken by some people and you overtake some other people. And I find myself comparing myself to people who overtake me and also sometimes to people who I overtake. Now I run slowly and I have a reason for running slowly. I'm following a, a program to keep my heart rate low. So I run slowly but many times I forget this and when someone goes past me I speed up a little before I realize that actually I'm now running their race rather than my race. I forget what my agenda is and begin to play to their own agenda, to play to their own strengths and not mine. Almost always I bring myself back to my own agenda, or at least I believe I do. And I often then feel reinforced because by the time I have gone a few laps, because I'm running slowly and over a longer period, the other people have stopped or to rest or they've finished their run. And I also reflect on the fact that I don't know how long they've been running for before I came onto running the laps. So it is quite futile to compare myself to them or to play to their own agenda, which I have no idea about. Even though to anyone who's looking, we are both running. But what our intentions are, what our strengths are, are completely different. Someone might be training to run a race, a short race, a 5k race, a 10k race, and I'm preparing to run for longer. What use is it then to run as if I'm running a 5k race when I'm preparing to run for longer. Or oh, by 5k, I mean 5 kilometers. My ability to do this was influenced greatly by a book I read a while back, which is Discover Your Strengths by Marcus Buckingham and Dave Clifton. And this book um, revealed to me 
that the societies we live in often encourage us to be rounded, to um, look at other people's strengths and try to play to those strengths as well as ours. In the end, dispersing our energies over a wide range of um, improvement rather than taking one specific thing, two specific things that we are already good at, our strengths, putting our energies into polishing them and therefore getting better and hopefully even excelling in those things because we are playing to our strengths, we are enjoying it, we are making more progress because that is who we are uniquely. So relating this to my running, my limbs are long, my temperament is calm and therefore I am more suited to long distance running than to sprinting. So if I focus on my long distance running and improving in long distance running, I will do better and enjoy it rather than focus on sprinting and running as fast as the person who just overtook me and tiring myself out and feeling feeling miserable about it because they might even beat me at it. So for you, when you find yourself comparing yourself to someone else or something else, ask the question, who are you? What are your strengths? And are you playing fully to those strengths? We'll come back to this a bit later. I would suggest that self-acceptance is really important here. Accepting who we are. Accepting who you are. Accepting what your achievements are. Accepting what your failings are as a platform for looking forward, because that's what matters. It's what happens next that matters, not what has happened in the past. Because guess what? If you don't accept who you are, others' acceptance will never do, and achievements will never do either. And the impact of this would be you continue to strive, to do more and to do better and your relationships might begin to suffer. You will appear remote and unapproachable even when you don't want to be and this will have a detrimental effect on your relationships as you will know. Mind you, self-acceptance doesn't mean that you rest and you don't do anything more. No, it means that you can know where you are and from which, where to launch next from, to move quicker, faster, whatever it is you want to do. It is going from the known into the unknown, fully accepting the known. Comparison thinking can therefore result in hiding weaknesses, and not seeing them as growth opportunities. It can result in being fixated on the future rather than accepting and celebrating the present and who you are now. It can also result in your being self-centered 
and focused on obstacles rather than opportunities. And this will rob you of energy. This will leave you with little to make a contribution to others or to see other points of view because you're focused inward and unhappy, unsatisfied with what you see. Comparison thinking in itself doesn't achieve anything tangible. It can, though, if channeled positively. So, how can you? When next you find yourself comparison thinking, ask yourself, Am I playing to my strengths? And how can I? Seeing the results of my comparison. Who am I? What am I good at? What am I even better at than others? Am I using it fully? Am I clear what I want in life, in work, in relationships? And am I focused on these things because they are the things that matter to me? Where do I fall short and what action can I take to address it? What resources do I already have to help me? If the result of your comparison is weighing you down, ask yourself, how do I compare now with my old self because I am certain you have made progress in some ways perhaps in not, not in others but compare yourself to your old self and that might tell you one or two things and to the person you find yourself com- co- comparing yourself to be consciously happy for their successes and wish them well They may not know you're wishing them well, but in you, be kind and wish them well. And you might be surprised how positively that might reflect on you. Because in order for you to wish them well, that comes from a place of some strength. So you would have seen something in you that gives you the strength, the satisfaction to wish them well. So consciously do it. It wouldn't be easy, but you can do it. I am convinced you can if you consciously want to do it and you're committed to do it. Accepting that you are comparing yourself with other people, but you want to use it to make yourself better rather than just accept it. Accept it and let it weigh you down or accept it and not make progress, or accept it and feel superior to other people. As I have said or suggested a few times already, comparison thinking in itself doesn't do anything. It doesn't achieve anything. It is what you want to achieve. Thank you for listening. Until next time.